Hello and welcome! You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. I'm Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. Alright, it's my turn again. It's Evan's turn again. What you got, Evan? Uh... (laughs) Well, this is another one from the polls on our Patreon. Oh. It's another heavily requested um, from last month's uh, poll. favorite. You can shut up now. <laughs> but if you were ever on an airplane between 2000 and 2010, you probably remember something called SkyMall. Ah, we talked about this last <laughs> yes. episode. We so. talked a lot about planes in the last business desserts. Or like the last two business desserts. <laughs> yeah. We just talked about like how terrifying planes are. Right, and, and how <laughs> one of the only existential comforts was SkyMall magazine. Yeah, exactly. So so let's jump in here. Yeah, so the reason that I kind of like got interested in this is the last few flights that I've taken have been absent of SkyMall. SkyMall mm. is nowhere to be seen. So I assumed it was just one of these things that just you know went bankrupt and vanished off the face of the earth. Right. And so I decided to... Uh, do a little bit of research, and here's what I found. Okay. All right. SkyMall is a specialty publishing firm headquartered in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, best known for once publishing a self-titled in-flight publication, SkyMall, that at one point had an annual circulation of approximately 20 million copies distributed in airplane seat pockets. Mm. At one point, it reached 88% of U.S. airline passengers. So it was like almost every airline had just right. SkyMall, like... By default, I bet. Kind of thing. I bet the only ones that didn't have SkyMall were like ones that didn't speak it English at all. Yeah, exactly. All the big Delta, Southwest, United, like everyone just had a deal with SkyMall. Mm-hmm. Um, SkyMall is a multi-channel direct marketer offering products through direct marketers and manufacturers through its SkyMall catalog and its website, SkyMall.com. Hmm. Um, so I have a lot of like not fond memories, but just like slightly confused memories of SkyMall. <laughs> Because it offered like a lot of really weird products. I I don't remember anything specifically from SkyMall, but I I I think we talked about this in business desserts, but yeah. I I vaguely remember it being advertisements for things that you can buy at like a Brookstone or something. Exactly. It was kinda like that Brooks Brookstone like kinda like cool gadgets, like things that are not like super mainstream, right, but just like right. those like remote control helicopters and expensive gifts for dad. Exactly. Like those ant farms that you get shipped to your house and stuff. Like Right, right. With the, remember the ant farms with like the clear blue gel instead yeah, of dirt? Yeah. yeah I remember, I remember right. seeing like I remember seeing like advertisements for those on like Cartoon Network and shit. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of that that type of product, but like it was a little bit kookier than like a Brookstone. Interesting. Like one of the products I remember is like one of those um, toilets that trains your cat how to use the actual toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and it just had like it would have like the most ridiculous thumbnails, and it would just be like a cat sitting on a toilet, <laughs> just like looking content. <laughs> I- it's it's kind of off topic, but my only interaction with those products was like, <laughs> there was this video. Oh my god, this is kind of gross. So we can cut it if it's <laughs> skip thirty seconds ahead. If you're but swinging. it was like, so the the way those things work is they have like they have a toilet and they they train your cat to like sit on it and use it right. Yeah. But somebody had a video of like their cat had used it and there's like a cat turd on the rim like on the seat. <laughs> And then it's it goes into the cleaning process where it kind of like like it kind of rotates the the seat around to clean it, but the, the, the Dookie like goes under the brushes and it just like paints it along the entire right. thing. So there's like just this like the worst outcome possible. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like the Sky Mall promise is like like products that of dubious like quality but like they're gonna be entertaining like they're like fun things to give for christmas but like it's like maybe a 50 50 shot if they'll actually work or not right right and it's it's there's enough of a chance that they'll actually work that you consider buying it but it, in reality it's probably much lower than it actually oh yeah is. A- absolutely but it's the kind of thing that it's like if you get like one of these products like a remote control helicopter or like you know, like a cat toilet training thing. It's, it's the kind of thing that's like, if a weird relative, like the ant that you don't see very much, buys you something from Sky Mall, it's going to be more endearing than right. anything. Right, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Like, like, ah, it's a cat toilet. 
I remember one of the things it had was like those like faces you can put on trees. What? <laughs> remember my friend had one of these. It's like these novelty things where it's like the, these little cutout like ceramic like mouths oh, and eyes. Things. Yeah. Oh right. my god! I was like. I, th- I thought it was giving you, like, porcelain masks that you just hang on <laughs> trees or whatever. Yeah. No, but it's like... It's like what weird druid magic is this? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I remember my friend had those, and it's just the kind of thing, it's like... It's kind of a conversation starter more than anything. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, your tree has a face. Uh, yeah, I got this in Sky Mall. Oh, oh fun. Where were you going? And then the, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. conversation trip, like, da 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 Exactly. Um, although Sky Mall started as a conventional retailer, it was quickly realized that consumers weren't likely to buy them as, as they were to buy, quote, unconventional items. One of the top-selling items, for instance, was a giant Yeti statue. This was like the number one selling item in Skyfall. <laughs> Why? Like, like a four foot tall like Yeti statue that you can put in your yard. That is fascinating. Yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> why is the Yeti statue the most... <laughs> it's like how um, the number one thing on the, the menu for Cheesecake Factory was the avocado egg rolls. Right, It's like, right. what is it about the Yeti statue or the avocado egg rolls that makes it like far and away the top selling it's like, item. This is why you do market research. Yeah, exactly. Right? All of the like from the fucking the, the DTC episode. Yeah. It's like if you don't do market research, you will never realize that you have to double fucking down on the Yeti yeah, statue. Exactly. Because otherwise you would never think to do that. Totally. Yeah, you would go for like a more mainstream product that people would just skip over. But I think that was the kind of genius of SkyMall was like it's almost like the clickbaity thumbnail selling method where it's just like, oh, oh. what, what is that? That's a, a tree on, like a face on a tree. Like, I need to read the like weird copy telling me why I need this. That's a really good insight, actually. The idea of SkyMall being proto clickbait. Like, yeah, exactly. Like pre digital clickbait kind it, of thing. It makes a lot of sense, especially in an environment like a plane where you're trapped there and bored. Exactly. Yeah, and most people, I mean. Um, I'll get into it, but, like, it started, like, um, in the 90s, like, before they had, like, you could, you know, just, like, go on your phone on right, a plane. Right, like, You couldn't watch TV You had to find shit to do if you're traveling five hours to London or something. Right. Like, well, and it's, and it's, the stuff in Sky Mall is, like, it's, like, mentally interesting. Yeah. It, it, it plays with the brain, as it exactly. were. And so the weirder the product is, it's, like, the, the more interest it generates. Right? Exactly. So it was, like, an... A typical like um, consumer magazine or catalog, but plus kind of like that Ripley's Believe It or Not like uh, reference, like whimsical reference book there's kind a, of vibe. There's a bit of that like 1920s like cabaret of curiosities yeah, exactly. type deal. Exactly, but then you can actually buy any of those. Right, things. you can you can get your own. Right. Um, the Washington Post described. The catalog's offerings as quote whimsical, which I think is a very, yeah. very good description of like a, a face you can put on your tree. Yes. Um, in January 2015, the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. In April 2015, it was purchased in bankruptcy court by CNA Marketing. So SkyMall, as we know it, has pretty much vanished. So let's go back to the beginning to explore the history of this odd little in-flight magazine. Ooh. SkyMall Incorporated was founded in 1990 by Bob Worsley, Alan Lobach, Matthew, Matthew Del Bianco, and Graham Alcock, otherwise known as the Four Horsemen of the uh, In-Flight Magazine Apocalypse. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's what I call them. Um, originally, it intended to, quote, get customers to order within 20 minutes of landing and have the goods waiting for them on arrival oh. um, before it switched to home delivery. Uh, Same-day delivery required SkyMall to operate its own warehouses near select airports. So initially, um, you would like fill out the little thing in the magazine, like the, your, the product numbers. You would like submit it to the SkyMall representative, whoever at every airport, right. and they would just give it to you, like right when you landed. So right. you had it, like if you if you're a dad flying home from a business trip, and you're going back to LAX, and then you just want to like get something for your kids or something, right? You could right. just oh, like I'll buy this weird thing, and it'll just be there for me. I don't like I don't have to do any work. Right. Right. That's, that's, it's like, I can see why they think that, but I can also, I can see why they think that would work, but I can also see why that didn't end up being their real business model. Exactly. Um, shortly after launching, the company purchased contracts from another company 
that allowed it to offer catalog merchandise to travelers flying U.S. air carriers. This move, which did not receive the support of all the founders, required a significant shift in SkyMall's focus and operations, ultimately forcing the company to abandon same-day delivery and nearly bankrupting it. So they did a huge shift from this, like like the big sell of the initial pitch was like, you can just pick up your stuff at the airport. That's a completely different business model. Exactly, but it required like almost a ridiculous amount of extra resources because you had to build warehouses next to airports. Well, it's like you had all of this initial capital of building all these warehouses near the near the airports, and so they've they bought the land, they've got the contractors, they've built the warehouses, and then they're like, actually, we're going to change all that. Yeah, exactly. It's like you've just you've wasted all this sunk capital. Exactly, and this decision nearly killed SkyMall. Yeah. Um, the company, however, drastically changed its business model around 1993. Instead of stocking the merchandise itself near airports, SkyMall began leasing sections of the magazines to various distributors, which customers would then order from directly. Um, Smithsonian Magazine has credited this decision with saving the company. Oh. So, like a very, like a very shrewd decision to partner with distributors directly, offer their weird products in their mag, like so. SkyMall itself shifted from like a distrib- a distribution and fulfillment company to basically an advertising platform which is not like for how the landscape of like air travel ended up being yeah is definitely the better move in the long run definitely it's like that's a hard decision to make though it's oh, like yeah. you've got all this sunk cost but if you can if you can see where the market is headed like with the like air travel becoming like increasingly more expensive and everything it's that is the right thing to do right exactly and because and, you've got a very valuable thing in sky mall you've yeah. got one a recognizable brand tied to a captive market exactly right with almost every um airline offering them just by default and people having nothing else to do right the real value in in sky mall early on is their market space it isn't necessarily their business model exactly and then this with this new business model Companies will pay SkyMall directly just to feature their product. Right. And so they're just getting all this money up front just to publish their magazine. Which is incredibly cheap. Exactly. And then they don't have to fulfill all the orders. Right. They they're don't putting have to... all that responsibility on the companies directly. They don't have to worry about rent for the warehouses or paying the employees of the warehouses. Exactly. Um, since 1999, SkyMall ownership has, quote, bounced, among, uh, bounced around among several private equity companies including uh, Najafi Companies, the largest private equity firm in Arizona, until two, in 2012. Hmm. Um, in 2009, SkyMall's website generated approximately $80.5 million in revenue, making it the 185th largest e-commerce website by revenue. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and that was just their website. Like, they also did the exact same... Like, the crazy thing is, like, it's called SkyMall, but then they had a website where people can order from right. as well. But like, if even if they didn't order directly from the catalog, they could just get these weird products stuck in their heads and then follow up on the website, right. complete that purchase. And then you remember the weird Yeti statue, and then you're trying to think of Christmas gifts for your kooky nephew or whatever. Right, right. right like your weird nephew who's no, really into Bigfoot is, or something. That's good business and yetis aren't bigfoots they're different well i mean yetis are from nepal bigfoots are from america i feel like most americans wouldn't be able to tell the difference it's possible that they're the same species of creature <sighs> we'll save this for after recording <laughs> <laughs> don't come into my house and mess up the bigfoot lore Evan. <laughs> um on may 17 2013 skymall merged with exhibit corp <laughs> described as a as a, quote, new marketing software and digital advertising company that trades on a, quote, over-the-counter exchange where equity shares of small companies can be bought and sold. So how, how fast did they go under? <laughs> so most of the rest of this story is taken from a delicious article in The Atlantic called SkyMall, the strange story of America's most delightfully weird catalog. The subhead of the article is alien-themed butler trays, shocking mergers, bizarrely profitable weight loss product. Yes, SkyMall's business story is as wild wild and wide-ranging as its offerings. Interesting. I'm excited. So now we get into the darker side of SkyMall. Oh no. What most people don't know about this beloved brand. No. (laughs) 
As you boarded your flight that day, perhaps you didn't realize you were in the market for a garden statue that looks like Bigfoot. (laughs) I think you'd be right there, honestly. (laughs) But as the plane doors close, you curse the FAA regulation that bans electronic devices from being used during takeoff and landing. How do you entertain yourself for these interminable 30 minutes? I writhe. <laughs> Before SkyMall, my friends. Ah. Uh, the in flight magazine? The emergency safety instructions card? How about SkyMall magazine? <gasps> yes, the SkyMall magazine will do. And that's when you find yourself considering whether you need the Garden Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> do I need the Garden Yeti? Um, on all. On almost all U.S. flights, you'll find SkyMall magazine in the seat back, back pocket in front of you. Um, so this is a 2013 article. This is um, very dated at this point. Right. But, like, transport yourself back to 2013. All right. The magazine is a catalog filled with whimsical products that are available for sale. None of these products are things that you strictly, quote, need. They're not even products that a reasonable person could anticipate wanting until they've seen it. A baseball bat-shaped pepper grinder... A vacuum cleaner to catch flies, an alien butler drink tray, a helmet that promises to regrow your hair using lasers. <laughs> that's that was just bullshit. Like yeah. that's not quirky. That's just a lie. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think there's that that kind of blurred line, which is like a quirky product and like straight like false advertising. There's <laughs> there's this amazing MythBusters episode where they they went on the internet and they like tried to debunk a bunch of like internet psychic kits. Right. And one of them was like. It was like, here's a helmet that increases your psychic power. And so they open the kit, and it's literally like a bicycle helmet, a wooden dowel, a roll of duct tape, and a crystal. (laughs) And so you put the helmet on, and then it's like there's a stick like jutting out in front of it, and then you tape the crystal to the end of it. Yeah, you can't really bust that myth. It's like the myth that's already busted. It's just like well, they they did it. They right. They, they applied the scientific method to it. Right, and guess what, Evan? What? It didn't work. Uh, what if it did though? <laughs> like <laughs> the episode ends with like a Sheen's brain, like Adam Savage, like levitating Jamie into the ceiling. <laughs> I am God. <laughs> where they're just doing it like the normal MythBusters episode, where they're just like one person is like. They have the like they're levitating the dummy and slamming it into yeah. the ground, and the other MythBusters are behind them like. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Ah, <laughs> oh, Miss MythBusters. Anyway, that really happened. Yeah, <laughs> the MythBusters really happened. They're yes. real. And Jamie Heineman actually has psychic powers yeah. because of a bike helmet with right. a crystal on it. Um. Having entertained ourselves by thumbing through the SkyMall catalog hundreds of times in our lives, but never having purchased anything, we were curious. How does the business of SkyMall work? As we were researching the economics of the SkyMall business model, a darker story emerged. Oh no. SkyMall recently merged with a newly formed company called Exhibit Corp, a company that trumpets itself as a, quote, cloud marketing software company, but in reality makes its money from dubious sources. Cloud cloud marketing sounds like it's a sentient fog. Right. <laughs> cloud marketing. I am Exhibit Corp. <laughs> With even a small amount of research, this company, Exhibit, raises all sorts of red flags. Oh, jeez. Has SkyMall, a quintessential piece of Americana, fallen in with a very bad crowd? It seems like a lot of essential pieces of American, like, <laughs> Americana are deeply rooted in something horrible. Well, that that is the American story. Like, yeah, I mean, true. the ground we stand on. Like, right. like, there's nothing more American than that. Right. Like, you know, like, something painted it over with a veneer of like progress and success but rooted on, on like genocide and murder and genocide <laughs> and murder and slavery and <laughs> there's nothing more American someone had like a really good point about our um, like um, Disney's America episode I forget like where the comment was but it's like so Disney wanted to like steal the land from its rightful owners and build something that was like blatantly offensive and horrible like there's nothing more American than that right that's that is one of the most American things you can do actually (laughs) alright so we're going to get into the economics of SkyMall okay Um, every year 650 million passengers have the opportunity to peruse through SkyMall on their flight according to a survey commissioned by the company over 70% of passengers read SkyMall on every flight which is like Exactly what we're saying. There's literally nothing else to do. That's literally half a billion people. Exactly. 
Um, the company has negotiated deals with most major airlines in the United States to be their exclusive product catalog partners. This covers 90% of passengers on U.S. flights. Most SkyMall customers are exposed to the products via the in-flight magazine, but they can then order the products using the catalog or through the website SkyMall.com. So even if you don't purchase, if you really want that Yeti statue, you can right. <laughs> conceal the deal later on. Um, for most of its history, SkyMall has been a private company, so its financial information is not well disclosed. However, in 2009, its website generated approximately $80.5 million in revenue, and it was the 185th largest e-commerce website by revenue, according to the Internet Retailer's Top 500 ranking. Hmm. In interviews, company officials have stated that 60% of the company's sales come through its website, the rest through the catalog. So we can estimate that the company does about $130 million in revenue per year. So actually more revenue comes from the website than the actual catalog. That makes sense, though. It's like they've realized that the catalog is just advertising for the website. Exactly. It's to right. plant the idea in your head, and you probably don't want to fill out the like catalog card. Well, and the other thing is, who brings a fucking pencil on an airplane? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, it does make sense that you'd fin- most people would finish the purchase on the website. The company was started in 1989 by Robert Worsley and his co-founders. Worsley's original plan was that passengers could use the air phone, a phone that used to be located on the back of most seats. Do you remember those things? No. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure like I was at like the tail end of the air phone, but there was just like a phone in like the you know like the headrest of the person in front of you that you could like pay a certain fee to use on the plane. That is wild. Yeah. I do not remember that. Like, I I definitely have vague memories of that. Like, before they switched them to, like, the screens that they have now, they right. were just, like, phones built into there. Which is that, crazy. Yeah, I that's wild. I do not remember that. It's like a, having a car phone. Right, like, exactly. Like, a very short-lived, like, product. Um, so... Um, they would, the initial pitch was they would use the airphone to call SkyMall, and when they landed, their purchases would be ready for them to pick up. Um, so you don't even need to fill out anything. You just use the airphone. Right, you tell just, them what you, you want. Use the airphone. And then the SkyMall representatives will have your purchase all wrapped up and ready to go for you. Yeah. Um, customers would buy name brand pr- merchandise from retailers like Land's End, as well as SkyMall branded products like SkyMall luggage. So, like, SkyMall has come a long way from what it started as. Right, right. It's like, almost completely different. Like it wanted to be like a Sears catalog, but for planes with right. like SkyMall branded things. And I'm sure that's exactly what the actual pitch was. Oh it's yeah, like, it's the Sears catalog, but for planes. <laughs> it's like, okay, what if we told you like no one has anything else to do, and we'll get exclusive distribution deals with all airlines? Um, the, this initial business model was a bit of a disaster. The company had to have warehouses near the airports to f- fill with all the products in case someone bought something. When a purchase was made, it would have to be quickly transported to the gate. And it seemed no one really... Go, 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 go. <laughs> exactly. What if someone ordered something like 30 minutes before they landed? Right, it's like you have 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. to locate, package, and ship this product. Yeah. Um, and it seemed no one really wanted SkyMall-branded luggage. By 1980... Well, because if you're on a plane, you already have luggage. Yeah, exactly. It's like the DTC episode. Did you talk about away luggage? Yes, on the, I did. Like, you don't buy you buy luggage like every five to ten years. Right, like, exactly. It's it's why the fucking mattress companies don't work. It's like you buy one every ten years. <laughs> it reminds me of like this old like Jim Gaffigan bit about luggage stores. Like like a lot of um, uh, airports have luggage stores at them. Right, and he's just like, I don't see people like holding all of their clothes in their hands like like scatter like scattering around looking for some container to put them in <laughs> right. like what is like where do i transport this like all my all my clothes i guess it's like if you're i guess it's like you go through security and then you take like two steps and trip and then your <laughs> your ancient luggage like tears in half yeah. or something you're everything like, like spills out on the floor where, dramatically where am i going to put all of these socks and button up shirts like the greeter at the luggage store just places his hand on your shoulder. Right. Like, Come with us. Don't worry. <laughs> we, ha- we have your back. Um, so by 1993, the company was losing $6 million every year. Oh, so on a fast track towards bankruptcy. Around this time, the company quickly pivoted to a more capital efficient mo- model. They wouldn't carry any products. They'd just be a magazine where other companies could advertise. 
these companies would either play a fat, a flat, <laughs> a flat or fat advertising fee. Play a fat advertising. I'm sure it was fee. a fat advertising fee, but it was also a flat advertising fee. Or pay SkyMall a percentage of each transaction. So you, it would be a different deal for each, um, each distributor. But either they would, you know, pay like an upfront fee just right. to have the product, or SkyMall would get a percentage of every product sold through the catalog. Interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if they would have been more profitable if they individually like negotiated each one. I think they did though. Like it was, I think it depended on the company. Right, but it's like if. If they didn't do a flat fee and individually negotiated, so right. that they could like, so they could calibrate their prices. Yeah, definitely. Because it's like if, because like being able to negotiate, not having a flat fee means that you can raise your prices to meet the market demand. Exactly. Right. I think having a flat fee is like a good idea in theory, but I don't know if I think that probably hurt them in the long run. Yeah, but I, like I think at first it was very successful just because of like the captive market aspect. Right. Like they could probably charge like a really high flat fee like just because like of their basic monopoly. Oh, that's a good point. I don't actually know what the what the flat fee is. It was it was probably a fat flat fee. <sighs> Around this time the oh, I already said that. Um the companies that advertise in SkyMall would be responsible to drop ship their products directly to the customer. So SkyMall did drop ship. <laughs> drop ship sounds like they, they throw it out of a B, like a B fifty four. Right. Go 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 getting out of the airport, but it's like back in the seventies where there was no like gangplank or anything. There yeah. was just like a staircase, and then you walk across the tarmac, yeah. and then as you're walking, you hear like. Yeah. And then a crate just yeah. right in front of you. The products are just destroyed instantly. <laughs> My Yeti statue. You already paid for it. There's no a, refunds. There's a big novelty tag on the box that says, like, thanks from Skymall. Yeah, final sales only. <laughs> All sales final. Skymall would be an advertiser company in the vein of Google or eBay rather than an e commerce company that held inventory like Amazon. So SkyMall was just the platform to showcase these products. Right. Um, today, when you see a product advertised on SkyMall, the company selling the product is paying handsomely for the opportunity. Ooh. So here we're actually going to get into the cost. I forgot about this. Okay, okay, okay. A full-page placement in SkyMall costs, can you guess? This was in 2013. Uh, what's the what's the time frame here? Like, how long do you get to... Keep... For the month-long issue. Okay, so for... Let's say a quarter million dollars. Okay, it's actually a, it's actually a eighth of a million. So one hundred and twenty nine thousand oh, okay. per issue plus a six percent transaction fee. That's still fucking huge, right? <laughs> so just to get like a full page advertisement, it's not really like an advertisement. It's like whatever you call it, like a catalog, like no, a showcase. Yeah. Um, uh, so that costs one hundred twenty nine thousand just to put it there, and then SkyMall gets six percent of every purchase wow uh, so it probably does like add up to at least a quarter of a million dollars uh, all told right right depending on obviously how much you sell or you can opt to pay a five percent tra- transaction fee a smaller advertising fee and an additional profit share with SkyMall. so like we like it was different for every company. Like, there's right, multiple right. packages that SkyMall offered. Right, and that's just for like a full page ad. I'm sure smaller ones cost less and everything. Exactly. SkyMall sells space by the full page, half page, or quarter page. The cheapest option, a quarter page, costs forty one thousand per issue. Wow. So that's still like a lot. Dude, so like, that's huge. Even if no products are sold, SkyMall is making multiple millions of dollars per issue just to put it in mag- in flights. Right, right. I mean, if it's a standard like 7 if it's, if it's a standard like 60 page magazine, that's I mean, that's what like 20 million dollars exactly. per issue. And then they don't have to do anything other than just put the magazines in the the flights. Right, right. Or that's 15 million dollars an issue. Yeah. Um, taking in a percentage of each transaction and an advertising fee has been a durable model for SkyMall. According to company president Christine Aguilera, no affiliation. Oh, would <laughs> be crazy if it was. It's just Christina like, Aguilera. I just like brush over it. <laughs> like the, the irrelevant. Music, the music industry is tough, kids. Um, they get approximately a hundred requests a week from prospective companies to have their products featured in SkyMall. So it's like competitive to get right. into no, SkyMall. That's a 
Because it's like, it's a famous marketing outlet, you know? Exactly. And it's like, a lot of people take flights every year. Yeah. Um, in order for this business model to work, SkyMall needs to continue to be carried on nearly every domestic flight to maintain its access to this captive audience. Oh, yeah. It's not disclosed how large these fees are, but in 1999, their last report, it was only around 5% of SkyMall's revenue. So... The cost to put the magazines in flights is about 5% of SkyMall's annual revenue. So mm. the po- profit margins are huge. Right. Like, that's their entire operating cost, is just putting the magazines right, in the right. flights. And that, so 90%, of their revenue is profit. Right. 95% of every dollar they make is profit. Exactly. And that's insane. Um, over its corporate history, SkyMall has been owned by various private equity firms who have passed it amongst themselves. Most recently, SkyMall was owned by Njafi Companies, a Phoenix-based private equity firm that was best known for buying network solutions in 2003 with a $20 million equity investment and then later reselling the company for $800 million in 2007. And then, on May 17, 2013, a curious event took place that wasn't reported anywhere in the press. Oh? SkyMall merged with a company called Exhibit Corp, an entity which looks to be more of a parody of a tech company than a real company at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> Last month, so that was, uh, so this must have been written in like June 2013, SkyMall merged with Exhibit Corp, a recently formed marketing software and digital advertising company that trades on an over-the-counter exchange where equity shares of small companies can be bought and sold. Oh, no. <laughs> Exhibit that is Corp. so sketchy. Yeah. It's, okay, so for those at home, it's like, like, okay, the stock market is a very well-regulated thing, right? Yeah. Every, tr- like, every trade has to be basically done under the purview of the FTC. Yes. Right? However, however, it is still legal to trade stocks in things outside of the stock market. Exactly. However, the reason most people don't do this is that because the FTC isn't regulating it, you assume all the risk. <laughs> right. So if if that person is just lying to you, you don't get any help. Right. Like, There's no repercussions for they just can, they lying can fuck you. you out of your money and run away with it and it's completely legal. Right. Like it's it's not even like it, it is entirely legal. It's it's exactly it is you because you know the risk you're taking yeah. by putting your money on these like you know like alternative exchanges. Right. Things like things like penny stocks are the most legitimate because you yeah. can't lose that much money on penny stocks. Which is now where um, Helios and Matheson, who yeah. own MoviePass, is trading on the penny stocks. That's where MoviePass is because now. of course it's like we're finally home, boys. Right. Like, <laughs> Like they like they go to like the oh, the penny stock convention and like it's like everyone's just like we're here for you like you found your people oh my god that's hilarious but and so whatever this whatever this equity firm is their their whole business model is um, we will take unregulated stock in your company and then trade it exactly and it's like just so everyone is is aware Exhibit Corp is spelled. X H I B I T, not like exhibit. So it's like an even stupider spelling. Right. It's it's like the rapper exhibit. <laughs> exactly. But like, so the rapper exhibit spells it X Z I B I T. Right. Which is somehow less stupid than H. <laughs> like, like that's making the word exhibit and like making it like that's interesting. Like, it's it's like, like a cool rapper. It's a name. cool rapper name. But like exhibit is just like you spelled the word exhibit wrong. Like, that's how this company is spelling it. Well, that's how so many of these startups try to name their companies. Yeah. It's like, here's a word, but spelled a little wrong. Yeah, it's like, we're cool and mysterious. We're a cloud tech company. Um, so as part of the merger, SkyMall owns 40% of the new company and Exhibit owns 60%. Oh, so Exhibit owns a majority stare and is now like so a controlling share. Exhibit of the now has the controlling stake yeah, in SkyMall. SkyMall just got forced out of its own company, basically. Um, sounds like a merger of almost equals, with the cutting-edge tech company getting more ownership and the old economy catalog business getting less. Right? <laughs> Except here's the problem. SkyMall is, by all accounts, a reasonably successful company with approximately $130 million in annual revenue, a differentiated offering, a well-known brand, and at least some happy customers. 
Exhibit, on the other hand, appears to be a company with dubious sources of revenue, a very thin competitive advantage, and more hype than substance. Oh, where have we heard that before, friends? Every episode. (laughs) Oh, God. The Exhibit Corporation went public uh, via a quote, reverse takeover of a shell company in 2012. God. Not fishy. Not fishy. <laughs> we, are a, we are a normal company. <laughs> Earlier in 2011, the individuals behind the company acquired a shell company called NB Manufacturing for $350,000. That's where I was made. <laughs> I was made in the NB Manufacturing plant. Yeah. 24601. <laughs> And I'm Javert! <laughs> <laughs> um, and voila, Exhibit was able to become a publicly traded company. <laughs> this is the sketchiest thing. Yeah, every I sentence just gets heard. worse and worse. <laughs> the SEC warns that investors should be wary of putting their money in companies that become public this way because there is essentially no regulation. <laughs> Not just essentially no regulation. There is no regulation. Yeah, there's none. <laughs> it's like the only like there is regulation in the sense that the F that the F that the SEC has to recognize that you are a company. Right. That's it. There's regulation in that it has a name and there are employees. Like, <laughs> that's all. And that those those are legally recognized terms, but otherwise the SEC has no purview here. Yeah. So, reverse mergers permit private companies, including those located outside the U.S., to access U.S. investors and markets by merging with an existing public shell company. That, okay, and by outside the U.S., that means, that means like, shell corporations and money laundering schemes. Exactly. The SEC and U.S. exchanges recently suspended trading in more than a dozen reverse merger companies, citing a lack of current accurate information about these firms and their finances. God. Um, so, uh, Lori Schock, director of SEC's Office of Investor Education and Advocacy, said, Given the potential risks, investors should be especially careful when considering investing in the stock of reverse merger companies. So she's basically saying, do not invest in these companies. They're sketchy AF. Like, they come from, like, very dubious shell companies. It's not a good idea. It's like, this is a trap. They will steal your fucking money. The SEC is saying, this is a trap. Don't put your money in there. When Exhibit merged with SkyMall, its market capitalization was about $300 million. Sure. How does a company go from a $350,000 evaluation to $300 million in under two years? Oh, I wonder. I'm <laughs> sure they did it all completely legitimately. Yeah, they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps oh, and figured out how to corner the market. God... The answer is that if a security is fairly illiquid, the price, quote-unquote, is more or less arbitrary because people aren't really buying or selling many shares. If only a few shares are trading on the market, the price can be really high, regardless of the fundamentals of the company. So, okay, in, in real people terms, that basic like, okay, let's say I'm selling... Ah, oh, fuck... Let, okay, let's say I'm selling your, I'm selling nutrient vapes. Yeah. Right. Let's say I have a warehouse full of nutrient vapes yeah. that's valued at like some number. Mm-hmm. Right. But only I know that number. Right. Yeah. Because I'm the only one who's evaluated that. Yeah. Now nobody else is selling nutrient vapes. Right. So I can sell nutri- If I sell a single nutrient vape at like, let's say two million dollars. Right. That that then cranks up the theoretical price of my warehouse of nutrient vapes by 2 million percent. <laughs> and it's totally arbitrary. It's completely arbitrary because it's like generally the price of a product is based on like the average of what people have paid for the product. Like that's yeah. really what the market price is. Yeah. So if I, let's say, let's say I give Evan a million dollars and then say, hey, Evan, you should pay me a million dollars for this nutrient vape. You can say that this product is sold at a million dollars now. Right. I can now say that this nutrient vape is worth a million dollars because look, somebody paid a million dollars for it. So that must make my warehouse of, I don't like that must make my warehouse of a thousand nutrient vapes worth a billion dollars. Exactly. And it's like, 
even on the NASDAQ, like even on the heavily regulated public stock exchange, you can still jack up your prices and be sketchy AF. Oh, yeah. No, that's super easy because they do the opposite, right? They basically have supercomputers that are yeah. programmed like they have basically supercomputers that are programmed to trade as fast as humanly possible yeah. and so what they're able to do is like okay if i wanted to jack up the price of my nutrient vapes but wanted it to be like more legitimate yeah. i could sell i could sell 100 of them for a regular price and then sell one for like 10 times the price right. that'll crank up the average right yeah. well so what these what a lot of like huge like large heavily regulated firms do is they get around this by having these large computer systems that trade literally like millions of times a second, yeah. they'll, they'll trade the same stock back and forth, like millions of times right. a second, but then like at normal prices, but then like every like one in 10,000 will be bumped up a little right. bit, right? So it's like mathematically, it looks legitimate. Exactly. Right? There's so much data there that the regulators can't track it. Right, and if it's possible to get around like one of the most like heavily regulated industries in the world like if companies get around that all the time imagine the exchange where there's no regulation right right like they don't have any people to <laughs> to stop it even though it's it's you can still get around it even yeah, if this there is. is fucking financial bat country <laughs> <laughs> exactly so um if there is a substantial quote unquote hype whatever that means the price of these very limited shares will be high. But if the insiders unload most of their stock, the share price would plummet. Maybe Exhibit is worth a lot of money, maybe it's not. There is no way to tell by just looking at the stock price if there isn't a vibrant and liquid market for the security. So you have no way of telling because they're they're not trading anything because they don't have to... Like right. They can just... <laughs> if, if I've only traded four nutrient vapes for some amount of money, yeah. like... But I don't share, but because it's like privately traded mm -hmm. and I don't have to record the transactions, I can say whatever. Like yeah. I have I have proof that I've sold five, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you what for. And you have to take the price I'm giving you at my word. Right. Which is why they were able, they started at a valuation of less than half a million dollars. And in two years, they're saying they're worth over 300 million. Huh. It's like, okay. <laughs> Um, it's like we'll have you, to take you at your word, right? And if you look at this, if you look at this company and made this deal, you're a fucking idiot, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, so, what does the company do exactly? <laughs> Is Exhibit the kind of company that should be trading at thirty times revenue? Here's how Exhibit Corp describes itself on its website. Oh, I'm so ready. Give it to me. Exhibit is a cloud-based technology development company with its primary historical focus on digital advertising and a recently expanded focus on online and mobile social media, games, and customer relationship management solutions. This is the fucking company that like puts out all those weird like mobile ad games, yeah. like, like mobile ads and like like this is the company that puts all of those advertisements that are vi like fucking viruses yeah like this is <laughs> exactly i am i'm like 90 percent sure like have you ever seen those like you ever like taken off ad block and gotten advertisements for those like weird porn games oh yeah, yeah. it's like play pussy wars yeah. now and they all have the same it's like it's like just, try to play this without coming in 30 right? seconds <laughs> it's like it's just like what does this game do to you exactly <laughs> It's like, Please inject your game IV now. It's like exhibit sells those games. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were wondering where they come from, they come from these weird reversed takeover shell companies. Right, right. Exhibit. So the the company description hits all the buzzwords. Sounds like it should be trading at a huge multi at a huge multiple to revenue since it's some sort of cloud social CRM something company. But if you take a look at their website. Everything that comes after the words recently doesn't really exist yet. So remember, I said that um, it's a cloud-based technology company with a recently expanded focus on social media games and CRM. Oh. So recently is basically code for it doesn't exist. Right. Um, the social games and social media sites like the much-anticipated social network Twitty Yap haven't been launched yet. 
So it's like we're launching our own social network called Dubba <laughs> Like, go- well, it's like they call it Twitty app, which makes it it's like a it's like an off-brand Twitter. Exactly. Like we're lo- we're watching we're launching something called Face Journal. Yeah, right. It's like they just have to say just to kind of seem like they are working. It's literally big things are coming. Yeah, it's just <laughs> big things are coming. The company if, and the big things are either like blatantly illegal or very like dubious false advertising things right. or like things that literally don't exist. Right. Oh, God. The real-time ad exchange hasn't launched yet. The email marketing CRM solutions has quote several customers according to the company's latest annual report. At least 2 customers. So most of how the company presents itself is vaporwave. Oh. Just Vaporwave in that it doesn't really exist. They're not selling Nutrient Vapes. But if there were a company to sell Nutrient Vapes, it would be Exhibit. Right, <laughs> Exhibit right. CRM Solutions. I see. So it's just, it's just there's nothing here. It's all yeah. aesthetics and no, no meat. Yeah, it's smoke and mirrors. Um, however, the company made 19, $9.2 million in revenue in 2012 with that very healthy 52% gross margins. That sounds pretty good, but where does it come from? That sounds suspiciously good. <laughs> The answer comes buried deep in its annual report. So I'm quoting the annual report now. Okay. During the first quarter of 2013, a majority of our revenues has been generated by these five employees from the sales of a weight loss product, colon cleanser, and green coffee supplement. Oh, it's one of these fucking companies. Oh my god. So... As the profit margins for sale of these products are far higher than online marketing of education, home business, or other services we have traditionally advertised, we have redirected our advertising sources to this sector. For those that don't know, there was this weird, there was this wave a couple years ago of shady companies selling like laxatives as weight loss supplements, (laughs) but the... And so it's like they would work short term because they would make you shit your brains right. out. So you'd lose like eight pounds in water weight, and it was it was really dangerous. Like, yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure the FDA actually had to step in and say like, no, you can't sell these anymore because they're like they're literally going to kill people, and people died from it. But the way <sighs> the way they fucking advertised these things was they would get they would approach like. Instagram people, yes, like, like yep. random private Instagram uh, models or whatever, and say here, like just read this copy and sell this weight loss supplement. Yeah, and they got like, they got a significant market share from this. Right. It reminds me of also remember there was that whole controversy around uh, flat tummy co lollipops, yes. oh my where they God. would pay like the biggest influencers to say like. I licked these lollipops and I don't need to eat anymore. Right. Like, it was just such blatant horseshit. I think like that would be a good idea for an episode. It's just like weight, like false weight loss advertising over oh the years. Oh my god! Yeah. Because there's something so depressing about weight loss advertising because it will never not work because people will never not be insecure about their weight. Right. And ready to do something about it because you told them that there's an easy way out. Right. Right. Oh my god. It's just like you can the really sad thing is like because of how capitalism and how like even just like social media like you will always have people that want to look better and feel shit about themselves and are ready to jump at these dubious claims because they want to not I don't know, hate themselves. Like, right, right. It, and it's horrible. It's like... It's predatory. You can... I don't... I, I'm I'm rambling, but like the essence of what I'm trying to say is like you can always right, sell... This will always make money. You can always sell something by attacking people's self-esteem. Like... Right. You, you, you can sell the most dubious things. Like fucking makeup companies do that exactly. all the time. Yeah. And it's horrible. Anyway. <laughs> but that's, this is what Exhibit... Uh, corporation does. This is what? Like 52% of their gross profit margin? Exactly. Ah, the answer to how Exhibit makes money. The company made money this year by selling spammy weight loss products. Last year, the company made money by selling online education and home-based business leads, but the profit was much better in nutraceuticals. What the fuck was their home education? (laughs) Like, that's, that's even sketchier, honestly. Yeah. 
like, but it's also like they're just like pivoting to whatever they can make a quick buck on, right? And now it's nutraceuticals, <laughs> just oh like a bullshit term. It's just like literally like it's snake oil. It's snake oil. Yeah, it's like selling like vitamin B twelve powder and saying like it will make you lose weight. Right. Right. You will finally have the body you've always wanted. Um, but alas, this is a high-risk game, and the company's merchant banks aren't releasing the funds from recent credit card transactions. Hmm. Quote, None of our merchant banks were willing to immediately release the cash to us after they processed the credit cards used by our consumers to pay for these nutraceutical products. The combination of taking credit card numbers over the internet, selling products subject to more frequent returns, and selling products overseas resulted in a change in the policies of the merchant banks as they were concerned with a greater number of chargebacks. So, what a sustainable business model. <laughs> well, and it's you have to be so fucking sketchy for these like <laughs> these like global commerce merchant banks to look at your transactions and go, "What the fuck are you right. doing?" It's like we don't feel good about this at all. Right, and those guys are some of the sketch. Like those are those guys are some of the sketchiest <laughs> bottom feeders in capitalism. And for so for them to look at something you're doing and go, "What is this?" Yeah, like, so, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah. This, oh my so god! Continuing to quote Exhibit Corp, failure to get the cash from these sales immediately with a potential delay as much as a hundred dis- hundred days may result in the failure to meet other obligations on a timely basis. Other obligations, <laughs> meaning uh, they're going to shut off the fucking lights in our <laughs> offices. Delay research and development or even impact our ability to meet payroll. We plan to raise short-term capital to fund these sales. Hmm. <laughs> so in the best case, the iconic Sky Mall has merged with a company that makes its money selling spammy weight loss products but poses as a marketing software company. The worst case could be much worse. Six months ago, well before the merger with SkyMall, Isaac Silberman, a contributor to Seeking Alpha, put forth a hypothesis that would explain most of the actions by Exhibit and its management team. I'm still reeling from the fact that you said that that's the, like, all of that that we just talked about, that's the optimistic scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So here's the, here's the, what it could be oh, and probably God. is. God. So according to Isaac Silberman, the company might be a run-of-the-mill pump-and-dump scheme to defraud investors. <laughs> so at best case, it's just a really scammy, dubious company. Worst case, it's literally just like a, a fraud scheme. Like, right, it's literally just... It is like a short-term scheme to defraud people out of money. Right, right. It's, it's fraud. <laughs> Which is like... Most companies are fraudulent by their nature. It's a, <laughs> just the nature of investment banking in general is kind of weird and fraudulent. But then there's some that are like, no, that literally meets the definition of fraud. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, this is explicitly fraud. Yeah. Um, so according to Silber, Silberman, it's really nothing too complicated. Become a publicly traded company without SEC scrutiny. Hold most shares among insiders so that the price is artificially high. Hype up the stock with phrases like cloud, real-time, and social, and then unload the shares to unsuspecting investors. Silverman makes a compelling case that this is why a company of dubious origin is supposedly trading at nearly 300, a $300 million valuation like it's the second company coming of Salesforce.com. Even Silverman's hypercritical analysis overlooks that the company makes all of its money from selling spammy weight loss products, not from cloud software. Right! There's almost too much bizarre information about Exhibit, and we're barely scratching the surface. When all this information about the sketchy nature of Exhibit Corp is available, why would the owners of SkyMall willingly exchange the shares of their company for shares of Exhibit Corp? Hmm. Why would an American institution with strong revenue sources merge with what's, in the best case, a very crappy tech company, and in the worst case, something that the SEC should be investigating? Huh, why... I wonder why this company is ex- is exchanging shares with something that has already described itself as a reverse like yeah. shell company. Right. To us, it's a bit sad that SkyMall has fallen in with such a bad crowd. I, lo- I love this description of like SkyMall falling in with a bad crowd. Right. Like it's like it's like your middle schooler who started hanging out with kids that are giving him cigarettes. Right. Like, right. Oh, SkyMall, no, no. <laughs> You were such a nice kid. Yeah, exactly. Now he swears at the dinner table. They've uh, taken my baby boy. Yeah. 
Um, SkyMall was owned by a private equity firm that by all accounts is sophisticated and knows how to structure deals to its advantage. This re leaves three uh, possibilities for why Nafjavi companies, the original private equity owners of SkyMall, would merge with SkyMall. One, there is some arcane tax or financial benefit that accrues to them through this kind of merger. Two, they understand whatever scheme Exhibit is working on and think it's a good business idea. Or three, they got tricked into the acquisition. I'm pretty sure it's three. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, SkyMall was doing really well. Like, there's no reason, like, ugh. Like, I think that we may be able to classify this story as a tragedy. Like, SkyMall got tricked into something and was, like, destroyed because of it. I, maybe? I... I honestly think it's possible. I honestly think it's possible that because SkyMall hadn't gone public, like they were doing worse than they let on, mm. and I can totally see them like. I can totally see them like taking this deal as a last ditch effort to save their brand, and then like maybe they can offload the shares later. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would say that's possible, but it's like I wouldn't say it's likely. I think that that's a really tough thing about a private company. Like, you really don't know, like, right. what their finances actually look like. Even the, like, $130 million revenue, that is all based on one report right. that SkyMall put out. Like, it's not based on any, like, publicly available information. Right. That's taking SkyMall at their word. So, who knows? Right. Because, remember, it's like, if you're private, you can just lie. Like Yeah, exactly. Um will admit to being completely dumbfounded. The owners of SkyMall are pretty smart, so it's unlikely they got tricked or Exhibit's shaky finances weren't uncovered during due diligence. Moreover, if there is some tax benefit to this kind of merger, why not merge with a less sketchy company? It's a mystery to us. You know, you mentioned earlier how, like, how, like, you know, you had SkyMall's original business model. Mm -hmm. And you had... Like, 90% of the board was for the Switch. Yeah. But there was that, like, 10% that wasn't. Right. I think Sky... I think Exhibit got to that 10%. Yeah. I think... And I... I... Dollars to fucking donuts that that 10% of the board was, like, the founder's son or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I... I... <laughs> I am becoming increasingly sure that they... Exhibit found a chink in the armor yeah. and exploited it. Right. Oh, man. Why did you do it, SkyMall? Um, so, dear readers and financial sleuths, can you figure out the curious case of the merger between the great SkyMall and the lowly Exhibit Corp? If anyone has more information, please let us know. You can call the hotline listed below. <laughs> we want to know what happened to our, our SkyMall. We haven't seen him in three days. Is there some financial benefit here for the owners of SkyMall, or do they get sold the bill of rotten goods, perhaps as karma for the decades of using their catalog to sell a bunch of lovable but useless junk? Oh, man. So sad. That is, that is genuinely sad. And, and it gets even sadder. In 2014, Delta Airlines announced that it was ending its partnership with SkyMall. No, why? <laughs> I thought it was, like, good. I don't know. We don't know, because it's still, like... All the finances aren't, like, disclosed. Ugh. On January of 2015, SkyMall LLC and several affiliated companies, including its parent company, Exhibit Corp., voluntarily filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the United States Bankruptcy Court for the District of Arizona. In April, SkyMall was purchased out of bankruptcy court by CNA Marketing for $1.9 million. Oh, no. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> The new owners plan to relaunch the catalog with a new product selection that will partially downplay the brand's association with novelty items in favor of, quote, more of the innovative, fun, cool product that people are looking you for. fucking idiots. Yeah, but are still keeping with the DNA of SkyMall. So they're like, we're it's like all these sharks come in and buy SkyMall. It's like, we're going to get rid of anything that makes SkyMall fun. Right. We're going to sell iPhones and normal stuff. And no more of those dirty Yeti statues that people hated. But they don't under—they don't understand that that's what made SkyMall exactly. good in the first place. Yeah, it's like the only place where you would buy a face for your tree. Well, and they don't—they don't realize that it wasn't the—the the catalog was just advertising. Exactly. Like it, 
the whole point is that you have this captive audience and that it's it's half entertainment just reading the Sky Mall. You are paying for the entertainment of reading Sky Mall. <laughs> exactly. And these people are like, we really need to, you know, like, we need to clean up Sky Mall's brand and, like, sell stuff that is more in line with the Sky Mall promise. And it's like, the Sky Mall promise is featuring a wide variety of products from a wide variety of sources. Sky Mall doesn't have a brand other than being kind of silly. Right. Like, it's so insulting that it's these whimsical. idiots. It's like, we're just going to... And it's not even going to be on planes anymore. So I'll get into that right now. Wait, what? <laughs> so the next day, it was announced by The Hollywood Reporter that two of the biggest airlines um, in the U.S., United and American, started pulling issues with SkyMall from their airplanes immediately after the bankruptcy announcement. And Southwest pulled out three months later. Wow. So all the major five airlines pulled out immediately Yuck. after... Like, it was bought by a new company. And see, if you were smart, if you were smart, you're the guy that owns fucking Travel Magazine. You know that? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the, you know, it's like, um, it's like fucking Home Good and Garden. Yeah. But for airplanes. Right. Right? It's like all about travel destinations. Yeah. It's like, the real smart people here are the owners of Travel Magazine. Yeah. Because they saw that, they're like, oh, the, the exclusivity deal is gone? Bam! We're in that market space. Yes, exactly. Poised and they ready. They swooped in. But yeah, so all the major airlines just said no. Like, we don't, like, we don't really feel good about this. Um, so I looked at SkyMall's website, like, doing research for this episode, and it's just so, so sad. It looks like just, like, a, a run-of-the-mill kind of shady, like, e-commerce website, like, Walmart.com, but without the wholesomeness like oh my god here let me i want to pull it up on my phone right now i just want to see what this looks like so they sell cheap products and they have like a section for customer reviews but there's like at most one review oh no and it's usually like clearly a fake review sky mall has lost the one thing that sets it apart from its competitors and its future does not look bright okay okay i've got it <laughs> oh my god okay i've got it pulled up on my phone all right yeah this looks so it's it's very like web 2.0 like very yeah. clean sleek design at least on my phone right but it's like camera lens kit for iPhones and it's like out of stock no reviews yeah, right <laughs> it's like Kodak dock Wi-Fi 4x6 photo printer and then it's like it has it's like 17599 but it's like crossed out and it says like 999 <laughs> right yeah oh my god it's like radio clock out of stock no reviews SkyMall Virtual Reality 3D Glasses Headset. Out of stock. No reviews. <laughs> you cannot buy things here. Go somewhere else. Electronic Drum Play Match. Out of stock. No reviews. <laughs> drum Play. Full-size electric guitar beginner starter pick. <laughs> Out of stock. No reviews. <laughs> Easy Bed Air Mattresses. Polaroid Cube HD Lifestyle Action Video Camera. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh my god. I think, like... I'm guessing it's one of these things where it's like they're still not doing any of the fulfillment. It's just literally like affiliate marketing. Yeah. Like they just host all these like products from like other shady like distribution yeah, these, companies. These all have like Pinterest links on them to yeah. like the actual website. Right. And so SkyMall gets like 0.5% of everything sold. So they don't really have any upfront costs. So <sighs> it, it was purchased by one of these big like, um, like e-commerce holding companies and right. it's just they throw the website out there if some idiot stumbles upon it and buys something for $200 they get 20 bucks or whatever oh like it, it doesn't it costs them very little to like maintain but like yeah, this they is, can make some money this is sad man yeah. oh Skyball we hardly knew ye and that, my friends, is the <laughs> is the story of that's the story of Sky Mall, the formerly in-flight magazine. I love how it's just a website now; like it has <laughs> nothing to do with the sky anymore. Right. <laughs> it's just like I, just I, call it like E Mall or something. I, when you said that it wasn't going to be on planes anymore, I half thought they were going to put it on subways yeah. and have it be like Welcome to Earth Mall, yeah, right? Just like keep the brand, but like for other modes of transportation. Right, right. Like put it on boats, do like a sea mall. mall. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Submarines. It's abyss mall. I'm glad I finally know what happened to the 
magazine that made me chuckle when I was ten. What a facet! Like I did not know that story was that deep. Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's also one of these things. Like, it all goes back to like it was a private company. Most people don't really know the real answers. But there's all these clues that you can find. Right, right. There's some sleuthing to do. Yeah, but like it is like there's two different kinds of like stories. It's like Movie Pass, where it was a pub- publicly traded company, and every blunder and mistake is like recorded and <laughs> broadcast broad to the and, world. Like, and there's like a timeline you can find easily, and then stories like this where it's kind of like buried, and you kind of have to dig, and it raises more questions than answers. Oh so, my god. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, Sky thank Mom. you so much for that. Yes. No problem. Uh, <laughs> all right. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at DAOCCast, Instagram at Desperate Acts of Capitalism, and Tumblr at DesperateActsOfCapitalism.tumblr.com. And remember, next week's episode is up right this moment on our Patreon. Join us there for bonus content, including an entire second podcast, Business Desserts, where Evan and I talk about current business news and whatever we feel like talking about that week. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. Big things are coming.